Welcome to the All Outdoors Photography Podcast with your hosts, Henry Doyle and Ryan Taylor, where we discuss all things related to outdoor and nature photography. Today, we are joined by Jacob DeLong, a freelance storm chaser, photographer, and videographer who's here to share his unique perspective on outdoor and nature photography with us. I hope you enjoy the show. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Uh, this is episode nine, and we're really excited. We have our first guest. I'm going to let Ryan introduce him here. So this is actually one of my good friends. I've known him for about a couple of years now. Uh, he does storm chasing and a little bit of photography on the side. Uh, his name is Jacob DeLong, and he's going to be with us today as our first guest. So uh, just go ahead and tell us, Jacob, a little bit about your background, uh, who you are, what you do, and all that stuff. Well, my name is Jacob. Um, first off, I want to thank you guys for letting me come on. No problem. Um, I lived in Ohio. Um, lived here my entire life. Um, when I was really young, I used to be very scared of storms, lightning especially. Um, and now as I got older, that fear kind of naturally went away. And then I kind of de- developed this big interest into it, kind of like this thrive to better understand it. That's where, you know, I started reading books, you know, watching a lot of TV shows about it. And from there, it just kind of skyrocketed and one thing led to another. And here we are now. Um, I also picked up uh, photography as a very big interest for the last few years. Um, so that's been also really cool. I've learned a lot you know, from Ryan and other people I've gotten to meet. Um, so it's been an awesome adventure that's awesome so you like you basically conquered your fear and turned it into a passion yeah i guess yeah i guess you know i've been again i was so scared i was so young i i guess it just made me the fear of the unknown or a little bit because it's just storms are just so as a kid they're just so like just crazy and just spectacular i guess but um i kind of the same way because growing up i was so terrified of storms uh in particular lightning i would actually bury my face and sit face down, you know, with my back against it, just in the pillow, because I just hated the flashes of lightning, especially at yeah. night when it came to like storms. But nowadays, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I don't really do storm photography like you do, but it's like definitely, you know, really cool spectacle to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I remember when I was seven years old. I'm sure you guys might remember um, Hurricane Ike, the winds yes, that came through yeah. here. That's something I remember very vividly. And I was only about seven years old when this happened. And we had a big oak tree in our front yard with big limbs, about a couple hundred years old is what they kind of thought it was um, in terms of its age. Um, A big limb from that tree actually snapped and fell only about 10 feet from our front door. And it it wasn't anything small. This was a huge limb on one of those big oak trees we had. Um, And that's just one of the, the memories I have from that. You know, I remember... Know, things flying everywhere mm-hmm. and all sorts of damage, which is very, very crazy. And I still think back on it to this day. I'm like, wow. I actually, when I was, I was, I'm quite a bit younger than you guys, but I still remember Hurricane Ike as well. Uh, there was actually a tree that fell like right in front of our car as we were driving. Like it was like a really, really close call. Those, yeah, those storms were insane. I remember just the power being out for pretty close to a week, at least in my you know neighborhood or whatever. And it was just, it's surreal just to be walking the streets because, you know, I really didn't have much else to do. You know, I'm like, can't play video games. So I just kind of walked around with my mom and my brother and was like looking at all the downed trees. And I was like, this is, you know, I never quite at that point, never seen a storm, you know, quite that powerful. Just, just wiping out all this different stuff around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Definitely one for the record books. That's for probably sure. one of the biggest ones you've seen, I bet, right? <laughs> or experience. 
<laughs> it's definitely up there. That in the Memorial Day tornado is probably up there. Oh the yeah, same level. we might as well get into that because you actually documented that too, which is pretty extensively. Like right the morning it happened, yeah. or the night rather. Yeah, that night. Um, I can go and maybe talk a little bit about that. Um, so that so that day, um, we had a risk with severe weather, but it was mainly towards the northeast. The Storm Prediction Center, um, SBC for short, um, had a um, an elevated risk for storms up in the Chicago, northern Illinois, Indiana area. So my first thought was that, oh, the storms are going to be way up there. We're not going to see anything. If anything, it's going to be a pop-up storm. As we went, kind of went later on to the day, the risk kind of grew, and the uh, SBC um, actually um, drew their um, risk markers down into the state to where... I think we were originally under like an, a slight risk, but now we were under a, um, I think elevated or maybe, I, I think it was a slight risk actually um, for them in terms of how bad it got. Um, so it was, yeah, it wasn't until later evening till we thought, okay, something else might be going on here. So I kept my, my on it, eye on it more and more and towards eight o'clock, once those storms um, started moving to the state, I think the first tornado warning was in Richmond, Indiana. That's when I was like, okay, this is gonna be something serious. Um, Seems like you have a really good knowledge of terminology. Have you ever like considered becoming a meteorologist or something? I have definitely, um, that was definitely one of my goals. Um, unfortunately, no. Um, there's so much things behind the scenes that mm -hmm. you have to know in terms of math and just stuff behind the scenes. I'm not particularly too skilled at. Um, so I was like, it's be a great field, but might be a little too challenging in terms of the math and behind the scenes stuff. Um, I've been able to self teach my self teach myself, um, attended you know, symposiums and just met people. Um, that's kind of where I got been able to get the my education from. So most of it's just really self-taught for you. You just kind of go out and learn things, or maybe books or yeah, something, or just much. something like that. Uh, some books, um, some books, especially when I was younger, kind of getting into it. Um, books is actually one of the first things I started with. Um, go to the library, go to the science uh, yeah. section, <laughs> and uh, I, go from there. Yeah. You guys can for me, it was sharks. I used to check out all the shark books and read all about them. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I read quite a big. I was big in the like the storm chasing too. At least just viewing it, you know, on TV, like Reed Timmer. You know, he's probably one of the biggest names in the industry, as you know. And yeah, I was a bit the same way with like going to the library and checking out books about him. Just like I think tornadoes were one thing in particular. I was just very, for some reason, fascinated by. It. I think it was because of probably watching that uh, movie, The Twister. You know, that classic, you know, yeah. Bill Paxton movie. Or yeah. Sharknado or something. There you go. That's a little newer, Sharknado. but yeah. didn't grow up on that at least. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Twister I definitely grew up on. I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a goofy movie there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little too crazy. Yeah, that's good. I, mean, I don't know about the tornadoes in your guys' area, um, but I live in Louisville, Kentucky. We're, like, known for our tornadoes. Like, we uh, – I live right near – like Henryville, I don't know if you heard about that. That got like the street completely destroyed by a tornado. Yeah, wasn't there? Yeah, four yeah. there. It used to back. be like a every month there was a tornado that's kind of gone down in the past couple of years, but it used to be pretty bad. Mm. 
Did that Memorial Day one that that came in through what the west to the east, right? Is, am I right? What year yeah, was that? Like That's just last year. This is oh. last year. Yeah, May. Yeah. Is that on Memorial Day last year? It's May twenty seventh slash twenty eighth. It's pretty surreal. I was at um I was just down the road from my house that evening, like an hour before I, it broke news. Um, I was at Seventhaller Fen, which I know you've been at, Jacob, um, down the road from where I live. And I was just, yeah. I was like, the, sty- the skies yeah. are just so cool and everything. I was just like taking pictures where, you know, the sun sets, I go home, go to sleep. I sleep throughout the night, you know, wake up next morning. I'm like looking at all the news and they're like, you know, I'm like, this was like three miles away from my house. It's just like freaky to see that. Yeah. No, no one expected, no one oh, saw yeah. that coming to the severity. Yeah. But the um, severity and just like the time of day, I, just having it come at night too. Just. Yeah. Which. Does not make it any, you know, which is makes it more dangerous because you know, people are asleep. They're not aware. People, you know, also got to think too, it was a holiday weekend. So people were just coming home. Mm-hmm. They wanted to unpack, unwind. And just, I think the only so, real, I seen like a, a video and a photo. And it was like when the lightning flashes, so it lights up the sky. And that's all I saw of like the actual tornado, at least, or one of them. Because I know it's like a supercell. Yeah. There's a few good photos. Our, our planet is crazy. It's insane what can come out of the skies. Yeah, yeah. There's a few photos, um, a few good ones I saw, but obviously with it being nighttime, there's just not a lot of, you know, a lot of good good shots. It's hard to see it without so, radar, obviously. Yeah, right. So you kind of got into what got you into the learning about storms, but like, what got you into photographing them? Um, honestly, that's a good question. I guess. I guess just seeing just how beautiful they are, just the structure, the lightning bolts. I'm like, if I can make get some good photos that I can share with people, um, like that that'd be awesome. So honestly, other than that, I'm not too sure. It's just, you know, I've seen a lot. I've a lot of people you know with their cameras, and they kind of did like YouTube tutorials on like storm photography and stuff, and kind of a combination of those two. Not like a particular event. Um, ever since I started, I've, I've loved it. Yeah, I'm looking at your Instagram here, which you know we'll link it to, of course. But it's like it's really neat because you really have a such a, and I mean this as a compliment. You have like such a like a niche, like a specific style to like the photos you take because they're not like you know intimate details of like a you know like a I don't know hail on the ground or a snowflake or something. But like they're like these nice big grand kind of like wide angle vistas of like and particularly you always emphasize. Um, normally like the sky detail so like the horizon's usually down low in your frame and they're like just these massive like your, your clouds and your skies are just like incredible looking so yeah like what really draws you to that i mean i know storms usually happen in the sky but... um i don't know i, I just i don't know I, i'm not obviously i still have a lot to learn especially in photography and editing um i just like bringing out the kind of like what I'm seeing and just kind of showing showcasing the power of it honestly that's a good way to put it I think yeah because you're it feels like to me like looking at a Jacob DeLong photo it's like I'm seeing the massive power of it I'm seeing just the you know the grand Mm -hmm. scale these because like yeah and like the colors and the size yeah I guess bring that out yeah no not not to where it's not to where it looks like it's photoshopped oh, no. or anything, but just enough to where it, it looks like something you could you know, see when you're out on the road. Yeah. 
but it's, like, some, it's something you don't notice like, almost, if you're not looking for it. Too, like, yeah, you kind of like skirt the line between something that's documenting the storm and something that's like almost more artful. Because it's like most people drive by a storm and go like, wow, that's beautiful. But like, I don't know, the way you capture it just makes it much more kind of impressive to me. Yeah, a lot of practice, you know, I've, <laughs> a lot of yeah, practice. Um, and also a lot to learn too. Um, but I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. And I'm sure it's pretty yeah. challenging to actually get the shots because I don't know how often you guys get storms up there. But uh, you... it just varies. Our, our state, it can be sunny one hour and then we have 20 <laughs> I can agree with next. That. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, sorry, I know Ryan can agree with that. Um, this year, this year hasn't been too bad, um, especially kind of back in mid June. We had quite a bit of activity, um, but this year was a little bit slower than what 2019. Brought. In many ways, yes. So it, it's kind of like this Yeah, I was gonna say this summer is pretty mellow. I don't really remember there being like any too many dramatic storms, you know, because like last year we, of course, like we said, had the Memorial yeah. Day tornadoes, and there's quite a few bigger storms if I can recall, but like. Yeah, this year was kind of more mellow, I think, overall. At least during the summertime. Yeah, yeah, not a lot. Which is a good thing, which is a good thing in a way. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with you, though. I also think it's neat because you photograph not only, like, summer storms, but you also do, like, a lot of, like, snow time stuff as well, like, on your live streams, which is pretty neat. And you do some, like, fall mm -hmm. foliage in between there yeah. as well. So you kind of keep yourself busy throughout the year, yeah, which do. is neat. Yeah, I like I like doing a variety of things too, especially when there's no storms. Um, which in fact I need to, as well, we're getting towards fall now, now which is kind of crazy. Um, time's just flying, so we'll do some like fall fall foliage shots, and you know, as winter comes, um, snowfall. So I just try to keep I just like to keep a variety. So rather than just storms in particular. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That's definitely like your signature thing, I think. But yeah. It's nice to like kind of diversify a little bit. Right. Yeah. And along with some side things. That's yeah. fair. So yeah, tell us a little bit more. Um, you're you're a freelancer still, right? At SVL Media. Is that correct? Tell me yeah, tell us so about I'm, that. A, um, a freelance storm chaser. Yeah, I'm a freelance storm chaser media journalist with um it's called uh, SVL Media. SVL stands for Storm View Live. Um, basically what we are is we're um a team of storm chasers videographers, photographers, and we're, we're just based in different parts of the country from New York to Nebraska. And basically we provide um, news network news networks with breaking weather video and live streams. So anytime there's like um, any severe weather or um, severe weather impacts, um, we kind of you know, document that, tell the story of that and the news network can purchase the footage um, to air on their networks. That's awesome. So, um, back when um, when the Memorial Day tornadoes happened, um, actually they actually had my footage on um, the Weather Channel and ABC World News Tonight. I remember that? Um, wow. I also got to do a interview with them too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, man, that, that, I remember that happening. You're sharing that. I was like, that was that was awesome. Because, I mean, you're literally, like, I would consider a yeah. first responder because you're, like, you know, viewing it right as it happened. Yeah, we were there minutes after. Um, and obviously, you know, I wish it was under better circumstances, but it was pretty cool to be able to inform on what's going on and tell people, you know, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm sure you helped a lot of people with those images, helped them document mm -hmm. what's going on. Yeah, I just 
remember that night. It was that night was especially crazy. Yeah, as I said, we were, I arrived minutes after it hit, so it was only literally only passed about three or four miles north of my house. Oh. So it was pretty daggone close. Um, I actually thought I was going to hit my house, so I wasn't sure if I'd have a home to come yeah. back to, which is kind of scary. That's, that's the weird so, thing about Ohio is with storms or like tornadoes in particular, because they just kind of, they're all over the place. Like Xenia had the worst, one of the worst ones we've had in the state, you know, back in, what was that, the seventies? And mm-hmm. they just kind of, they're, yeah, 70, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, 74, 75, but <laughs> somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, they just always seem very hit or miss. We'll just get very extreme ones. And then we just kind of have a few mellow years. So mm-hmm. it's, it's storms yeah, like you can't really yeah, predict that. I mean, you've got a lot yeah, of flat lands, so not a lot of hills to stop it, so they can just keep going. Yeah, for the most part, I'd say. So, I mean, like, yeah. what comes what comes to you first, like the storm chasing or the photography in particular? Like in the um, moment, I guess. Comes to me. Like, would like you, when you see a storm, would you? Do you think like stop and admire it, or would you like instantly pull out your camera or document it or live stream it? What kind of goes through your head, I guess? To be honest, I, I, I'm actually, obviously I want to make sure I admire and just kind of live in the moment, but I'm also big into, yeah, documenting it. Um, that would probably be the first thing. I, I, All my stuff's kind of ready to go. Anytime there's a storm, all I have to do is pull the camera out and just kind of go to work from there. Um, and it, it still kind of gives me enough time to admire it and just kind of look at it rather than just looking at his screen the whole time yeah that's fair so that makes sense. i can i can agree with that like if i'm looking at an impressive sunset sometimes i just like to set aside the camera you know maybe i'll get a shot or two just to document it but then i'll just kind of put it aside and just admire it for what it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah sometimes yeah. you just have to but it's kind of hard with storms though too because they're coming in on you you only have so much <laughs> You're time trying to intercept it yeah i get moved so i want to make sure um Typically, my stuff's ready to go to where I can just pull it out and do what I need to do. And so I still have enough time to, you know, take it yeah. in. Do you use any, like, special yeah. camera settings? Like, do you use any kind of, like, timers or anything to try to capture that lightning? Or uh, I have, yeah. I, I'll, sometimes I'll set my timer to, like, um, I don't remember correctly. I haven't done this in a while. Um, like, 30 seconds or something. Hmm. Um, I'll just open my shutter up. 25, 30 seconds, um, and you, most of the time I get good luck. It just depends on the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten some good uh, results. That's kind of what I do. I just usually set a timer. Yeah. So do you have, like, a special vehicle that you use, like you see in the TV shows? or? No, um, my, mine's a very basic car, <laughs> nowhere close to what's on TV. Um, it's a little – it's a Pontiac G6, but I have a lot of equipment in it. Um Especially as you guys know, I do the, the live streaming. And we live stream on a platform called Twitch. Um, it's where viewers, you know, can come in, watch, and the media actually um, watches those streams too. And if they want, they can buy it. Um, so I have like a, like a windshield mount that mounts the uh, my camcorder, and you know my computer that the live stream runs to, as well as a um, I have a power inverter. It's a 1,000 watt. Um, as long as some as well as some extra equipment just to kind of help um, with the stream, such as like a signal booster and the spare parts, um, things like that. So the outside, not a lot, but on the inside, 
And also, you don't forget, I don't want to forget radar. So that's really cool. I, I know you've, because I've seen it in your car in person, of course, but um, yeah, you have a really cool rig, man. It's, I, I really like that setup you got. Right. And it seems to really work for you pretty well. Right. Yeah, I try to make it as easy as possible, obviously. And on it's Twitch, um, I have a team of moderators. They kind of moderate the stream and they can do things, um, moderate, you know, people who are coming in now the chat and uh, just certain things obviously so i don't have to do it so it's very very hands-free so do you kind of always have that setup kind of ready to go like i know you said you always have the camera ready but do you always have all that equipment ready to go pretty much yeah i always prepared in advance it doesn't take very long for me to set up um obviously i got like i don't forget about the the hot spot it's how i get the uh, the internet Mm, um, yeah. Usually, I keep it all in like one bag. So when it would, when it's time to go, take the bag out there, set everything up. Takes about five minutes, and yeah, <laughs> done so many times. I'm just so used to it, secondhand nature. Yeah, I was gonna say, it seems like you really nailed down your workflow. Like you just kind of know what to do. You see, you yeah. know, you go to the yeah. storm, intercept it. You get the camera, the tripod. You get the live stream going. You kind of in the checking yeah. radar. I mean, you got you're a storm chaser, obviously. So it's like. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm used to it. All good photographers have some kind of workflow. Like mm-hmm. eventually once you practice enough, everyone will develop something. So it's right. How long have you been doing this again, Jacob? How long have you been doing this? Yeah, it's like storm chasing. Um, and... So I wasn't sure I've, if you mentioned that I've at the beginning. I was curious about it probably about twenty eighteen. It's kinda of oh, when wow. I got more serious about it. When I got my license, um, I don't want to really call it storm chasing, more or less just driving down the road, watching a storm come in, then driving back. Um, <laughs> I kind of did that for a year, and then I started kind of expanding my range more and more. Um, so about almost three years, I'd say, I guess, like actual theorists doing it. Yeah, three good years of like slowly progressing and improving right. at it. So exactly, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of the same for me at least, because yeah, that first I've been doing about a little bit longer, I think, than that. Maybe about four or five years of really pursuing photography in general. But yeah, I was the same way where I just, uh, for me, go out in nature and just kind of take the camera along, and that was more of like a secondary thing with me. And I would just photograph things I'd see, and most of the shots were probably like you know quick snapshots, you know, no tripod. I just click, click, you know, saw something right. cool. Took a picture of it, you know. Wasn't a good picture, yeah, yeah. probably. But like, no yeah. Joke, nice Jared. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You good? Uh, with no joke. When I started, um, all I had was my phone. I mean, <laughs> that's not bad. I mean, back then, that's um, all you I need. These, yeah, I might be on these little Facebook streams, but that's about it <laughs> at that time. Well, that's cool too. Yeah. I know you post sometimes on YouTube as well, don't you? Yeah, I need to, I need to get that channel more active. I do have um, videos. I just need to edit them, and I would like to pick up YouTube a little bit more. Have you ever thought about maybe pursuing uh, like something more like Vimeo? You ever heard of Vimeo, where you can? It's I have. Kind of, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I actually have an account, but I haven't used it in several years. I was um, thinking because you could like do. Um, I'm not sure if you do this already, but you could do like stock footage almost of storms. You can kind of post it on there, or just YouTube would work as well. Yeah, I don't know about Vimeo anymore. I'm afraid it's kind of died. But like, any kind of the, are you in like any stock sites? 
too, like like stock um, videography sites, sites or something. I'm not on those too often, no. I need I probably need to do that more. I guess SVR yeah, kind of handles a bunch of footage that is, I think, stock worthy. So I need to definitely over the winter. I think will be a good time for the next storm season. Can I research that more? Yeah, I guess SVL kind of handles that for you, though, doesn't it? They yeah, kinda, they also do as well, yeah. They, they're kind of like the, uh, for lack of a better word, like the caretaker, I guess, of what you do. So, yeah. Or, or yeah, more or less do, the footage. Do, yeah, they do also do some stock stock stuff. It's cool. They also do it through, the, through that way. So are there any particular, like, inspirational photographers in the community, modern or old, like, any inspirations for you or even storm chasers um, in terms of photographers um i watch a lot of um i watch a lot of, of peter mckinnon you guys might be familiar with them oh yeah oh yeah he has yeah. a lot of good like photography tutorials um that's kind of where i got a lot of like the a lot of the basic camera stuff from um nick page um, no, I know you definitely know who he is, Ryan. Um, yeah, he's great. He's yeah, great. yeah. I've actually talked to him in person. He's a great guy. Well, not oh, in nice. person, but on DMs, he's a very nice person. Nice. Yeah. Um, those are the main two that stick out to me the most in terms of you know storm chasers. Um, I watch a lot of Reed Timmer. Um, yep. Back yep. up in November, um, I'm going to a convention, a storm chasing convention in Indiana. He's actually supposed to be the keynote speaker. So I might get to meet him. Oh wow, pretty cool. As long as COVID doesn't, you know, change plans, but change the plans, but that'd be neat, man. I hope he can. Okay. Um. So live live streaming started um about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Kind of when I got serious about got serious about it. Um. I started live streaming. Um. It's on a platform called Twitch. Um, what's so cool about Twitch is there's so many features, so many things you can do on there. Um, people come from all different parts of the country of the world. Um, and you can also grow, grow your own fan base. Um, and eventually, you know, if you work hard enough, you grow it up, you can actually get paid to stream rather than paying to stream. Yeah. Those Twitch friends. No, no platforms. Um, especially for like storm chasing to where, you know, you have to pay to use their platform. You can only stream so much or this kind of content. Uh, Twitch, it's you it, it's you can stream, you know, all sorts of things. It's more open. Um and yeah, as I said, you can eventually make income um from them. Yeah, um, I've I've been on I've been on Twitch. I tried live streaming, but I've been watching Twitch for probably four years now it's great community great people mm -hmm. i love the kind of interaction with chat all that stuff and the yeah. emotes and all that all the stuff you can do with that yeah you can um, go your own moderators and your own viewers who come in every stream and it's really awesome i can see you have yeah, a that's cool community. so you, you do kind of the irl stuff you kind of live stream your the store yeah. right? facing is the focus but i'll, I'll also do irl content obviously um i want to do some you know fishing streams and i'll do these like occasionally do these travel streams as well we'll just drive to like the lake or something or watch the sunset that sort of thing 
Because yeah, you have 508 followers. That's, so that's pretty big following, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, halfway halfway to a thousand. So it's grown a yeah. lot. Obviously, it's kind of slow because you know there's no storms. There's not a whole lot to offer in terms of streaming right now. But you just kind of do what you can and what you mm-hmm. got. Yeah, it's soon like we'll start doing some winter chasing. So. Yeah, that'd be neat with snowstorms. That's a whole different ball field, I bet, from you know like yeah. summer rainstorms and stuff. Yeah, a lot, a lot different. That's for sure. That's um, for- but yeah, that's about how long I've been doing that for, and I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it a lot. So I've really gotten really serious about it over the course of the last year. Um, so such as you know rebranding and you know definitely growing that community. That's great, and you're doing what you love, and mm-hmm. just it's very inspirational. Yeah, I enjoy it. I've, I've I've had a lot of I've had a lot of people who have helped me. You know, um, a lot of people I'm just inspired by, um, help me get to you know where I am, and help me you know. I would not be where I am without them. <laughs> I'll put it that way. You can shout them out if you want. Yeah, um, particularly just folks within you know, Stormview Live. I just want to get out to all of them. They've been very helpful um, to, to me. So shout out to Stormview Live. It's pretty cool when I first, or not when I first met you. I mean, I met you, right? But like, because we have the same day job. But um, I didn't know for the longest time that you did this. And then like. Yeah, I think, me neither. Yeah. I met Ryan. Well, I met Ryan. I never knew Ryan. I never oh. knew you were interested in photography as well until. Yeah, it was a mutual friend of ours, and he like mentioned it one day. He's like, "Did you know Jacob's a storm chaser?" I was like, "What?" So like, I kind of just like walked up to you and just like mentioned it because I was just like, "That's so cool, man!" Like to know someone that does that. Yeah, yeah, because I grew up like I said, I I grew up watching that stuff. So like, but I never like really paid attention for years. I was just like, "Man, that's cool!" And I could like really tell your, you knew your stuff. Like you just knew all the terminology. You're like really saw your rig in your car. I was like, "Man, this guy's like really." passionate about this stuff so which always excites me yeah yeah you know, i still have a lot to learn too but it's been been a heck of a ride i enjoy it yeah you know, as i learned that ryan that ryan does photography i'm like holy crap <laughs> it, like wow it's it's amazing once it's you like i was like wow a... i was blown away yeah it's amazing when you really like you think you know your friends or people and then you just kind of like like you just oh you're a photographer and just like opens up this whole new like I, I, avenue. I still remember that time when you came up. We were at um, we were at work and you came up and you know we had the same day job and I was like wow that's cool. You mentioned your work and like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's just like once you learn what people do, you know, what sets them sets them on fire or sets the fire in them inside. You know, mm-hmm. it just makes them really yeah. what they're excited about. You know, to do outside of you know their day jobs or what else. Right. Oh, yeah. More exciting. It, it's always great to meet new people in kind of the nature photography niche because obviously a lot of people take photos, but it's a little bit smaller group of people who take pictures of kind of natural phenomenons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that, you see a lot of, especially know what I do a lot. So, and I've done a lot, I've done a lot of, you know, nature photography. Ryan has actually kind of inspired me to kind of go out there more and do. Um, just outdoor photography in general, which has been a blast. Um, oh, thank you. Hike together, and which has been really, really fun. Jacob has gone out a few times. Yeah, it's been it's been a, quite a blast. Um, so I'm glad I can I guess inspire you to 
get out there more. Yeah, it's fun. Nature photography is just great. I mean, you just it's really healing too. Like especially during this coronavirus, just getting out there and you know just enjoying yeah. a nice hike and maybe taking a couple pictures. It's just been lovely. Especially during COVID, it's kind of been hard to go anywhere else other than like the you know, bike path or the trails or. Yep. So, yeah, definitely. Everyone's uh, bringing all the You know, early in the year, really sucked. It kind of allowed us to kind of you know explore, you know, other things, I guess. Give or take. Uh, Do you I'm find sure? Sorry. Good. Jacob, I, I I know you mentioned this, but I'm sure you're excited for fall and winter like you're probably done with summer by now i would guess uh, uh, yes and no i mean the cooler weather is always nice mm-hmm. um but you know i'm ready for a change in senior i guess so i'll take it the seasons don't last that long i mean they do but like you know i mean they last long enough where it's like yeah because yeah. because by now in september right. most of us are like all right let's see some changing you know fall foliage colors and all that the grind, yeah, done yeah. with the heat. At least down in Louisville, yeah. it's dropped down to about the fifties, so it's been nice. It's been about same down here, 40s, I think, Ryan. Haven't we? Probably. Yeah. Forties. We haven't reached like, like frost in the morning, but definitely getting yeah. more damp and you know, kind of more dewy mornings for sure. You know, the past week or so. Oh, um, I was just gonna say that like it's probably been kind of different lately because we've been having all that wildfire haze over here in the skies. I mean, today was an exception. Oh, yeah. But like the past week, it's just been straight, like just haze. It wasn't cloudy. It was just haze. It's been, right. like, it's been very kind of surreal just to see all that and be like, man, it's traveled this far away. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. It's just insane that's happening like that. I think it's like millions of acres, if I'm correct. Something like that. Yeah. I think Oregon, I think California, I think. I think those two states. Yeah, have it's four. up in Canada too, like Vancouver area. Is it really? Okay. Ugh. Yeah, it's stretching. Gavin Hardcastle. I don't know if you watch him, but he and Adam Gibbs. They were talking about that like hmm. smoke and all their shots. Yeah, that's why I was surprised today. I was like, it was clear blue sky, sun. I was like, this is weird. I haven't seen this in a little while, so it must have like dissipated. I'm not too sure. And apparently, that's another reason for the cold temperatures too. Is some of the smoke is actually blocking the sun because it's way up in the atmosphere. Hmm. So I want to backpedal a little bit because I know Henry said uh, about nature being very kind of meditative and relaxing. So like when you're chasing a storm, Jacob, do you feel, it's kind of weird. Do you feel kind of relaxed or are you more feeling kind of like intense? Does that make sense? Like, how do you really feel, I guess, when you're chasing? Definitely not relaxed, like super relaxed because, you know, there's there's so much going on. Um, Very intense. You know, there's so much going on. You know, I got a, on our team, we have, um, moderators behind the scenes um we talked through an app called zello hmm. so no i have like the radar up you know on one screen but my um the admins moderators they're talking to me through zello and they're you know relaying me information uh, kind of what's going on so it's very intense you know i'm trying to you know listen to them you know pay attention to where i'm going and you know, make sure i'm safe um very very intense um definitely on um, definitely on a very intense day. You're on edge a little bit, almost like stressed. Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can get that. Yeah, when you're, when you're in that moment too, but you know, I mean, more, more a lot, very focused, I guess. And there's very, yeah. very focused on trying to stay and, you know, have all I, that stuff. Like that. Have either of you looked, have you ever heard of the flow state? 
at all either of you i haven't heard of it okay it's like a it's like a uh when people are like really zoned into what they're doing like it could just it could be anything but like in our case i guess photography or something so like it's like where you're so focused on it that like time seems to kind of like speed up and slow down at the same time it's kind of weird like concepts but like it just means like oh yeah it's basically like a period of a really intense focus on something oh yeah no matter how yeah yeah no matter how big or small and like so i imagine when you're storm chasing it's kind of like that like whereas yeah. for like maybe me or henry it's like if we're photographing a bird or something that might fly away or you know something like that mm-hmm. you're just like so locked into what you're doing they kind of don't really like pay attention to what's around you almost i mean it's definitely relatable definitely relatable. i'm more or less focused obviously um i guess on the opposite i'm very focused on know what's going on around me I guess, yeah. just, I guess just focus on that aspect, if that makes any sense. I mean, you have to be with that, those storms. I mean, have you uh, ever felt like you're at immediate danger? The only time, probably the only time I felt I had a close call, not not felt in danger, but had a close call, was the Memorial Day night. Um, I was driving northbound, I think on, on Brest, on I-675 in the Dayton area, um, head north. And the storm had just hit Dayton, and it had a very defined hook echo where the tornado was. It was probably still EF4, uh, may have dissipated a little bit, but still, still very strong nevertheless. Um, what's what's a hook? A hook, it's just basically just like a hook-shaped um, feature on a, um, on a storm. Um, it kind of just um, it represents strong rotation mm-hmm. and where a tornado is at. They're normally found on the southern end of uh, of, of storms. Hmm. Okay. So that that was it was very very close to my location at that point, um, and so yeah, I was like, I hope I don't cross paths with this, you know, too soon. So were, were you ever in the storm's way necessarily? Thankfully, I didn't get directly in the storm's path. I was I was that night. I was a little bit south of it. So I was able to just kind of stay back and watch it. Okay. So, but it was pretty close though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I imagine you want to get, obviously be safe, but like you want to get as close as you can within reason to, you know, see it or whatever and document it. Yeah. If I can kind of like plan out like, like where I'm going um, and having a, this is why I would say having an escape route, I think mm-hmm. is very important. If, I, mm-hmm. if there's a form coming and I want to go, cross directly to it or have it get around the path of it i want to make sure i have a good escape route yeah that makes total sense I'm not trapped or anything or i'm screwed at that point you ever just kind of back out because you're like it's not worth it um just i mean of... I've, I've stayed outside i mean if, if there's like a lot of hail last thing i need right now is hail damage on my car um <laughs> or get hit in the head by hellstone um they, yeah anytime i see like I, I will stay back a little bit especially with our um, topography here in ohio we, we're not like in oklahoma or kansas where there's fields everywhere um we're kind of in the jungle in some spots um so there, there will be times I, I will stay back and just watch it um, preferably i like to stay in front of it stay ahead of the storms um and just kind of track along in front of it have you ever been in like the eye of a storm before the eye of the storm um i don't i wouldn't say the eye um 
I haven't had any hurricane experiences yet. Um, who knows? Maybe that'll change. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I, w- I want to stay directly in the eye of the storm, at least yet. Well, we don't really get them here in Ohio, though. That's the thing. I mean, we get, like, right. the winds from them, but, yeah, we don't get, like, the actual forces. Like, I, I'm more of it, like, have you ever been, like, have you ever felt like you're kind of, like, in the storm? Like, you know, you got, like, like those big formations you photograph. Have you ever been, like, directly below one of those? Like, Oh, yeah, like, like shelf clouds, and mm-hmm. I've been, yeah, I've definitely been in the center, like, the very strong ones where there's been hail and but where it's been pretty intense i've been in some pretty intense like in the center of it well i'm i'm glad you're okay but yeah. <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure you got some good shots from those situations i'd say it looks like it yeah. so, so speaking of shots like what kind of gear do you use to kind of capture some of those pictures um so i, I have a um, a canon 80d that i photographed with i moved from Nikon to Canon, actually. I used to shoot with a Nikon D3400. Um, then switched to Canon, I think, about almost a year ago now, so not very long. Um, I have a, I think it's a Manfrotto tripod. It's just one I got at Best Buy. Um, definitely one of the sturdiest tripods I've ever gotten. Um, I would definitely recommend it. Um, it's about $100, but it's totally worth it. Um, I also have what's really cool about a cool feature with my camera, what I can do is I can hook the camera up to Wi-Fi and there's a um, Canon app to where, you know, if I hook them up, pair them together, I can actually take photos off of my phone where basically my phone is a remote for the camera. Ah, that's cool. And I, I can even change settings and down, download images. I do that a lot too. That must be pretty cool because you can kind of within like a certain distance prop it up somewhere on a tripod and just kind of walk away from it and just control it remotely. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a feature. Nice cool. I have the, actually I have the same camera body as you, Jacob. I mean, I think you know that, but um, yeah, yeah. But I seldomly use that feature, but maybe I should give it a shot every now and then. But I feel like it works cool. better for what you do in particular. Yeah, it 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 works for me pretty good. I, I enjoy it. Um, I also have, I'm trying to think what else I have, um, other than a tripod. Um, if I need to, I actually got this gifted to me. Um, it was like a, a cover for the camera. So I guess in inclement weather, if I ever needed it, um, it just kind of fits over the camera just right. And, you know, if I run into that scenario, it just keeps the camera safe. Yeah, like a weather cover, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. It definitely seems like that ADD is probably pretty durable, so it's a I good choice it. for those kind of storms. Yeah, I got. I think I got on a. Um, I think it was just at. I think it was on discount for like Black Friday or something, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this, if I want to get it, now's the time to get it. Yeah. It's All three of us are cannon shooters here. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a pattern with outdoors people. Um, yeah. I've seen a lot more Canon people than Nikon. So, oh, really? Yeah. Do you know a lot of storm chasers, in particular, or storm photographers rather? Do I know know of any? Yeah. Do is there like how many in the community like consider themselves like do photography as well, but storm chasing? Um. Like both, you know. 
I can't give you a number on that, but I have seen well, all sorts of like storm talkers who also do like variety shots, or they'll you know do like engagements sort of thing, just sort of like behind the scenes stuff. Um, mm. Not a whole lot, but there, there's people out there who do That's that. That's cool. Because you're like the only one I know personally that does this at all, but just like also does photography as well. That kind of you know mixes it together, which is really neat. Yeah, just I enjoy doing a variety of things. I mean, I really kind of picked up on that. You know, and do you like, yeah. do you mostly use like a wide angle lens, or do you kind of go in in the telephoto into things? Um, more more a wide photo. Um, I'm actually do for a new lens. Um. So I definitely would like to get into like you know macro photography and um, definitely more things to be creative. So and as, I saw a lot of them too. So I'm definitely definitely have a list of things I want to do. A wish list. <laughs> what would you use macro for? I'm trying to imagine what you use that for. If it is like, it storms like, you're thinking of, or like, just other other things. Like flowers and something in the right thing. Oh, okay. If you if you have a good if you have a telephoto lens, you can get some great macro shots. I shoot all my flowers on just a telephoto, and it works great. Okay, nice. And I use an extension tube with mine, and that's that's a really inexpensive attachment. So that just goes in between your lens and your camera body. That's like a nice like gateway into macro without getting the full dedicated lens as well. And I would suggest just using your tripod too, just kind of help stable that with that long focal length and you should get amazing flower shots nice okay yeah i've, I've, I've done it before i do it more often make sure i don't lose my lose my skill in it yeah it's like something you practice of course <laughs> i get that probably like leaves too in the fall time especially as the yeah get some, get some like abstract leaf stuff yeah exactly mm-hmm. So do you have any like current projects you're working on? Any kind of particular sets of images or anything? Any goals? Um, goals. I would like to start my own um, like photography business. Um, I want to start doing drone photography. That's Ooh. definitely on the list. Um, I am trying to start a business related to commercial and drone photography. Um, kind of like both in the same thing. Um, that's going to be a big goal. I've, especially with winter coming up, I'll have a lot more time to work on it. Um, other than that, that's going to be the main thing right now. I mean, I have still need photos I need to edit um, and put out there. So mainly just that and posting never, never the never-before-seen photos. Ooh, deep cuts. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that that's the main project for me right now. Um, obviously, with the SVL stuff, just as normal, still working on that, trying to submit more, even more to that. Mm-hmm. Keeping your hands full. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like how you kind of have that. It's kind of like with me. I have my galleries that kind of just hold my work and exhibit it, of course. But then it's also on the side. I'm doing my own kind of personal business stuff, I guess, as well. So kind of the same right. thing with me. I definitely thought about doing like a gallery or some gallery or something or like a festival. Um, you could, maybe yeah, man. Like, and selling some of my images. I now could, that I just saw it, I was like, you know, I mean, what I, what I use is this free site called PicFair, 
um, and they add a little bit of commission, but you get to set the prices you want to charge for your photos, which is pretty nice. And then they can print it for you and then send it to the customer. So that's what I use. So I would check that out if you're interested. And I use, I use smug mug and that pretty much fulfills the same job as Henry said with his, I can totally okay, see your work nice. being on like big metal prints. I could see that being a thing. So Jacob, where can we go to learn more about your work? Uh, so I mainly use Instagram, um, which is at Jacob underscore WX photo, Jacob underscore WX photo. And uh, for the live streams um, is on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Jacob's journeys. Twitch.tv slash Jacob's journeys. Cool. Gotcha. So those, those are the main, main platforms I'm using right now. Fa Facebook, on Facebook, which I'll post on occasionally, it's Jacob DeLong SBL Media. Mm -hmm. We'll put your YouTube down there too, if you'd like, in the description. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, YouTube is uh, Jacob SBL. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That gets all your photo stuff and then your live streams. So it's cool you got the, all, the variety of different uh, stuff to present there. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jacob. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. This has been awesome. Make sure to follow Jacob on all his socials, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Right. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for watching the Owl Outdoors Photography Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the video version on YouTube as well. You can subscribe down below, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thank you.